Coco Sisters. It's a sister's day. Hi, this is Lady Sue, and you are about to listen to part two of our fantastic podcast celebrating black female writers. Hope you enjoy it. Bye. Being a woman of colour, and, and this is to, to, to everyone, but I'm going to ask Lawlette first. Being a woman of colour, did you have any challenges where publishing was concerned that kind of directly oh speak to, to being a woman of colour? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so just, just following on the conversation earlier, you know, it was, it's still black, you know, why why you want to do it? The patron should be on the back, standard bill <laughs> should be on the front. And I sent it to a few publishing houses and it was the same thing. There's no market for it. So I never realised how much racism and discrimination and concerns around anything to do with blackness if a black person is doing it. A white person do it, he'd be fine and he'd be accepted. I mean, if you look at some some situation where you see a white child dancing to reggae music, you know, everyone's really excited. Wow, look at that. And then you'll get a black child doing the same thing. Oh, she's vulgar. You know, and so you look at it and you think there is something there about whenever a black person do something which celebrates what is really ours, then, you know, it's looked upon. When a white person do the very same thing that we're doing, whether it's our hair, whether it's whatever it is, then it's celebrated. And, you know, answering your question, I decided to myself that I would publish it myself because I just got frustrated with people telling me, you know, it's too black. And even in my own community, even amongst my own family, nobody's going to buy that. You know, what, what are you doing that for? You're wasting your money. It's a waste of time, you know. And so for me, I had some real good people around me who really supported me because there was a time when I wanted to give up, you know, especially when, oh, yeah, there's no market. So what are you doing it for? But I knew there was a need. I think it was necessary. Not think. I know it was necessary. I was working with 20 black boys in schools that basically, you know, no one really wanted to teach them 100%. They didn't want them in their class as such, right? Because they see them as being disruptive. So I started the breakfast club in a format as a breakfast club to enable them to really understand the real reasons why we should be looking at our culture, our heritage, our history, and all of that. And every proverb tell a story. So they were able to use the proverb, you know, if you can't hear your feel is one of them. You know, so if you don't don't listen to advice when given, then you, you know, you take the consequences. Mm. And, you know, when bigger begs one bigger, I'll never get rich. So we really need to understand who we surround ourselves with, you know. (laughs) 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 Wheel that one back. Wheel that one back and say it again slowly for the audience. What do you say? (laughs) (laughs) You know, when bigger begs one bigger, you never get rich. Right? Mm. Beggar, beg from beggar, he'll never get rich. I like that. Right? Carl never noticed the use of him tail until he chop it off. You know, so he wants to switch the fly. There's no tail. So it's like everything else. We never know the value of someone or something until it's no longer there. So, you know, the the young boys were able to understand life experiences using the card. Fantastic. I I love what you're saying, because actually it kind of ties into everything we were just talking about in terms of our language. Because if we don't use our language in the way that you ladies have done that in your books... Then we, if you don't lose it, you, you, you if you don't use it, you lose it, right? Lose it. Mm-hmm. We're in danger mm-hmm. of losing mm-hmm. 
our language and our culture that our parents brought forward because we are all very English. And so <laughs> if, if we don't if we don't use these, these the language we were, we were given, then we it will get lost. It will get lost. So I, I applaud you, ladies, for, for for using it. Joyce, I'm going to ask you the same question, especially because you were you're in the space where Black people are very underrepresented, as Siobhan gave that stat at the very beginning. What about you and publishing? Yeah, I think mine was quite positive actually. I didn't have anyone saying, "Oh, you you can't do this" or "you." can't do that because I approached a publishing company that I knew someone a woman of color had published their book and so when I approached them and I you know sent them the manuscript they came back with really positive feedback so I didn't experience any of that but obviously there must have been something going on because there aren't many books with black characters or authors that are published through publishing companies a lot of um, authors are uh, black authors self-publish so yeah but yeah certainly that that wasn't my experience and Lola can I can I just uh, intervene um, Mobile, uh, very quickly Lola you talked about um, you know people telling you why do you want to publish this why do you want to do it in this way um, and you self-published in the end so let me just ask then I'm going to ask the marketing question how many of those um, have of mama used to say have been sold to date 21,000 come on now come on a friend of mine she was in Japan and she actually saw somebody with a copy there no and they saw somebody with a copy there so Jesse Jackson has got a copy you know nice love that what can I wow. say? Isn't it? What can you say? Jesse Jackson, you have to get his signature on your on a copy of yours, isn't it? No, that's what I mean, you need. You know, you know, I have to big him up. Bob, you know, Rob Neal, I have to big him up. No, no way can I not mention him. You know, the cards came out in 2004, and every year he buys 10 boxes, minimum, right. you know, oh, no. I'm really sure that he distribute them. And so I've had so many people who have supported this work. So even if I wanted to give up, I couldn't. Yeah. You know, but Lola, can you see what's happening on screen? Well, we, have we, have we have to acknowledge Nairobi who's showing copies of things Mama used to say right now. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So listeners, make sure you go out and get your copy of things Mama used to say. You know, and like I've also, they are beautifully done. I've, I've got a copy. I've got a copy, and they're, they're beautifully done, and they're out. That's it. The, the card, um, the box cards are are a big thing at the moment, and yours are competing with all of them because they're, they're yeah, they're great. Done. They are fantastic. Yeah, we'll, we'll put yeah. details of how to purchase all the books mentioned. All the books, yeah, all everything. The products will everything. Be in the show notes. So don't you know? We'll make sure you've got access to those and start buying them now. I was clear um, when I was doing it that they could be in any shops with any situation and not mm. being seen. I spent more time looking at the aesthetic of it to make sure that anyone pick it up could see that this is quality. I mm. didn't want anyone to look at the answering poll. Yeah, well, okay, another product that that was all that. So I think it's important for the listeners to, if you're going to do something, you know, we really go 100% because we're judged all the time about what we do and what we don't do. Yeah. Okay, so I'll move on to the next question. And, and I'll start with you for this one, Claudia. What did you learn from the writing process? 
because so you talked about how long it was and your support, but what did you learn from the writing process about yourself, about writing, about the book? What did you learn? Okay. What I learned first and foremost was um, that you don't just sit down and write. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Not with me anyway. You, wrote, you went away, you came back to it, you have a, an incubation period and during that time, you come back to it and you get inspiration. And in fact, I used to, I, when I was really into writing it, you know, um, I'd wake up in the middle of the night with phrases that I was going to put in the book. And I'd, I keep, I always keep um, a notebook by my bed, yeah? So I'd be putting these phrases into it. And then I would go back to the book and... And these phrases, they were always the best. I'd, I never got my really creative stuff when I just sat down to write like this. So... You know, that, that, I mean, oh, okay, I've written other books before, but this one, I think, the latest one, I feel is like, it feels like I really gave birth to that book, you know. As I said earlier, it was something I had to do. So I think that was my biggest learning. And interestingly, um, I'm going to put a little bit of a damper on this conversation here, but my apology for this, said the reason. Uh, my father died in January and it was his funeral on Mon on Tuesday and I did a tribute. And, and I it took me ages to get this tribute written because I was just filled with um, a whole, it was like a roller coaster of emotions that I was going through, anger, sadness, all sorts of things. And I wrote this tribute so many times and I just thought it was not very good and there was no way I could stand up in the church and read it. And I just remember the one, uh, the middle of the, the night, on one night I woke up and, and I knew there was stuff here. I had to get it down and I just wrote it longhand in bed and then left it. Went back to it a couple of days later, put it on the laptop. When I did the tribute on Tuesday afterwards, there were so many people coming up to me. Are you a writer? That was brilliant. I, I, I reckon that's probably the best bit of writing short writing I've, I've ever done um, but you know it just it just goes to show that you don't just sit and write you know mm. you, it, it it gets better over a period and you you have to take that on board and give yourself the time to allow that to happen and my condolences for the yeah. loss of your, you. your father yeah. you. hey, rest in peace thank you mm. and thank you for sharing that because you didn't mm. know that. so Nairobi the same question to you what, what did you learn from, from your writing process? I learned that everything I've written is worthy of, uh, to, to be, for submission or to, to keep hold of. Uh, and by that, I mean that you, I, I've suffered a lot from imposter syndrome when I first mm. started writing uh, in earnest, which was around sort of like, 2010 and uh, I remember I told you about this editing process where I took stuff out and etc etc uh, and it took me a long time to even admit that I was a writer when people said oh are you a poet I'd say no are you a writer I'd say no and Midepanistish for farming you know but because I didn't have a body of work you know, I started performing when I had a, like, like 15 poems so I felt that I hadn't earned the right to say I'm a writer, I'm a poet, uh, until I'd written enough. And then the whole imposter syndrome has a way of undermining what you do write. So when I'm producing this body of work that would enable me to say, oh, I'm a writer, I'm so critical of it that I can't include it in the body of work. <laughs> so I really just had to get to the stage where I was like, you know, it, 
whether it's naive or whether it's uh, it won't ever be critically acclaimed by somebody else or whether you know it, it it doesn't fit somebody else's understanding of what poetry is doesn't matter what matters is it is my best effort that's what matters it's my best effort uh, and I love and, that you have to determine that right oh absolutely I had to make that journey because I I didn't see anything that I wrote as having that kind of status so uh so either I continued to undermine my own work or I started to accept the feedback that I was getting and that people weren't just being nice that they you know I think the first time somebody cried after I performed was I think was when I realized the power of what I was saying uh, and the power it had to impact someone so even though I didn't think it was that great a piece the impact it had was quite um, profound and so I had to just start to connect what I was seeing and what people were hearing I had to connect them together and start to rate my own work as good and worthy and so that's what I've learned that what I do because I, I've, I've committed to making it the best I can make it as long as I'm putting in the effort then what I've produced is good and it is worthy and it's not that I'm not sort of like blowing my own trumpet it's what I have to do to recognize that I'm producing something of quality and if and I think if anybody puts in the effort to do something and to do it well then if it is their best effort it is their best effort and, and it's bit, art is a bit like you know it's that whole saying of beauty is in the art of I am the beholder as is art right so <laughs> you can sit here and, and, and judge and judge and judge but I, my, my feeling is because I have a friend who's a writer and my sister writes poetry and I always say to them, when you've been given a gift, who are you not to use that gift? Yeah. Who are you not yeah. to use that gift? But it's making that journey to recognise that there was a gift there. I didn't even recognise there was a gift because yeah. I wasn't writing all my life. I wasn't sort of like, you know, performance poet since my teens. That this, is, this is a new discovery for me. Mm. Yeah. And so I had no framework of reference other than what I've been taught at school, where they say, this is what poetry looks and sounds like. And I wasn't doing anything like that. <laughs> so <laughs> what I was doing was like, well, where, how do I evaluate what I'm doing? Because I can't compare it to anything. There's so little out there that's representative as well. So I can't really compare it to that. So what I was producing just felt like it just my own chattering and it's uh, interesting it's interesting that you talked about having 15 poems and not considering that a body of work no that, and 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 for that me it's like well, darling that's not right not. right okay okay and um and so you saying that um the next question that I wanted to ask is around um what what would your advice be then to uh, an up and coming author. Me, I'll stop. Well, because I interrupted you, didn't I, know okay. Roby? So my apologies, but uh, I just felt that but that was the right question. Because the this does run things, so in it, know. yeah, yeah. Because we 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 like the things to flow in it. We like the things to flow. So, but when it comes <laughs> up the light bulb moment, you just have to go with it. And then I'll ask Lawlette the same thing. So, yeah. So, what what would your advice be to an up and coming author or authors? Three things. Yes. 
speak your truth. Mm -hmm. And that's about being authentic. Um, get good people around you. Uh, skilled people, not just your friend them. <laughs> skilled people around you so that they can, they can genuinely be that critical friend. And then three, fix your vision. Mm, mm. great those are, those three, are great three yeah if you do all three then you'll stay on track one i've seen people produce things and the sentiment is really good but the structure needs a lot of work grammar spelling simple things that won't take them off out of their vision if somebody else comes in and says oh uh let me help you with your grammar let me help you with structure yeah, yeah, yeah. Editing, etc. That doesn't change the vision. That supports the vision. Mm. Um, and uh, uh, and you and and stick to your, you know, you know, speak your truth. So stick to things that you genuinely you can anchor with your with your knowledge, with your with your commitment, with your com with your strength, with your faith, with your. Okay. Experience. Stick to those things. So that's that's how you speak your truth and be authentic. And then, as I say, you know, have critical friends and support yep. around you, and have and then you and then stick to your vision. Thank you. That, those are great tips. So, Laura, let's go for your top three. Then your th three top tips that you would give to an up and coming author. Excellence, excellence, excellence. Listen, That's listen, that the, the tree E's, the tree yes! E's. Come on now, the tree E's. Excellence, excellence. Everything you do, excellence. If you're, um, whoever your support network is, make sure that they're excellent in their thinking. You know, mm. everybody around you think excellence and aim for excellence in everything that you do. Make sure yeah. you have people who hold you accountable to excellence, you know, and really clear so when you have the finished product anyone pick it up know that you put work into it so mm, mm, energy mm. sweat tears cry <laughs> finance everything you know, <laughs> everything everything excellent excellent you know and that's love it. that thank that's you it. that is great thank you claudette joyce is there anything you want to add in terms of um tips you would give uh to an up-and-coming author and remember your tips need to be excellent now you know so well, I hope okay you think this is excellent <laughs> I can't say if it's excellent or not but it's definitely different right so I would say go to a writer's circle whether that's your local one or the one in the next town that's a real practical thing to do because once okay. I've written it you know I read it to my family they all say it's great I read it to my kids they all say it's great too is it really great? So I went to a writer's circle and I read it there and the response was really, really positive. So I'm like, okay, so I'm on the right track. And then I was able to tweak it and shape it and, you know, put it through um, a process. And it was really, really helpful. Just hearing from people that don't know you, um, that are impartial and that will just share some feedback. So that, that was okay. really helpful for me. And the other thing is, um, when I get stuck, now obviously, as I moved through the process and I was building up my network and getting clearer understanding, having the purpose and all the rest of it, I also had a coach. And one of the things she used to say to me is, you know, take an action. No matter how stuck you are, just take an action. 
And rather than, so what used to happen to me is I'd get really kind of bogged down and think, oh, how do I do this? And then how do I do that? And then I won't do anything and then go, go and start working on whatever else that I needed to do. But just actually ask yourself, rather than how do I do this, you know, ask yourself, who do you need to speak to? Because when you ask yourself that, it then opens up all these possibilities. And then you now start reaching out to people that can mm. actually help you move mm. to the next step, whatever that might be. Okay, great. Thanks, Joyce. Was it excellent? It was outstanding. <laughs> I know that's not an E, but that was outstanding. Um, Claudia, so from you, three top tips. It wasn't outstanding, it was exceptional. Oh, look, there's an E. All right, you're getting into it now. Claudia, over to you. I'll just add one thing because um, yes. you've all come up with stuff that I would definitely support. And it comes back to something um, some of us have talked about already, which is purpose. Okay. I think when you're clear on your purpose for writing this book, that will be a huge driver. Okay. So okay. get clear on your purpose. Why are you writing this book? Exactly. Get clear on that purpose. That's all that I was. That one. Well, that was efficient, wasn't it? So there you go. Give it up, come on now. <laughs> and so I'm going to ask you um, a, a, another question now. Um, and I just want this to be short and sharp, I guess, is what is your favourite book? And I want all, each of the panellists to tell us what is your favourite book? Can we, can we give more than one? No, we're given one. I'm going to be strict. I haven't got one. Oh, okay. Choose one. I've got, I've got Choose one. I'm saying you just want, we just want the one for now. Okay. you're going to come back at some point and give us more anyway. So just give us the one, Claudia. Okay. What about, um, <laughs> what about becoming and um, girl, woman, other? One by Michelle Obama, the other by Ivrine Evelola. So but still, you still did still the two. two. You, 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 see, you see, some people, you know, you just can't rein them in, control them, you know. That was one. Become difficult. It? Well, you said two. Claudia, actually, said that, that was one, wasn't it? No. <laughs> and you said buy two people. Isn't it? Tell, tell her again, Queen Mobile. What did, what did she just do? She gave us two books. Okay. She said, that was one, wasn't it? I love the way she said that. <laughs> As if we can't hear. We can't hear. Anyway, Joyce. For me, it's Song of Solomon by Toni Morrison. Oh, oh okay. Song of Solomon by Toni Morrison. Lolette? Think and grow rich. Oh, think and Stop grow rich. You. And last but not least, Nairobi? Book of Psalms. Book of Psalms. Book of Psalms. Okay. Yes, nice. Yeah. Okay. Yes, everyone being efficient now, isn't it? Isn't it? Okay. Well, nice. you know, I'm going to say my favourite book is my own book. Oh, look at you. <laughs> Do you know what? Can I just say, Lady C, I wouldn't expect anything less. You know, because I, I know the book. My own book, is. yes. That went into it so that's my favorite book you know oh um, okay so just, oh, hold on hold on before you go then queen movell your favorite book off, i've got many but off the top of my head um it's a book i read years ago called a piece of cake by cupcake brown yeah. okay a really good story about you know triumph over adversity it's mm. by a black woman Wonderful did, you, book. did you see what she did there claudia i have many but she gave one you know <laughs> I understood the assignment. <laughs> yes, yes. Some people about... 
anyway, go on. What about you, Duchess? What's your favourite Duchess. Book? Oh, gold. Um, I would probably say, off the top of my head, like my vow, The Chrysalis by John Wyndham, because that was the first book I read that, to me, exposed me to diversity. Nice. Mm. Well, look, you know, this is a question that I get asked often, so I'm going to ask it to my fellow authors. Uh, do you have another book in the wings? Now, Claudia, I know you've only just published one, in in January but that doesn't mean to say that may be another one bubbling up so do you have another book in the in the wings I'm going to be exceptional efficient and excellent and say no no way (laughs) (laughs) I like that I like the way you did that Claudia say never Never say never. Never never say never. That's true. I thought that when I wrote the book before this, I thought I would never write another one. But look what happened. Look what happened. I got inspired. So. Oh right. Wonder who knows? Who knows? Who knows? A, not not yet. Not at the moment from Claudia. Not yeah. Moment. Not right yeah. now. Lolette, what about yourself? Definitely. <laughs> when twenty-five years in business, the journey. Mm. Are you telling us the title of the book already? Yeah. Um, like that okay okay all right and and there'll probably be a book from lolette that's in relation to um retreats or something maybe who knows well you know you said it's you know you said it's 25 years in service i think you should call it the silver service Mm -mm. (laughs) oh look (laughs) at you you know what i mean anyway I love it. I love look it. For, look out for the silver service from Lola Hudson. Yeah. What about what about you? Can, can I just say though, Lady C, we're, um, we're gonna have to pattern it now, yeah? So any you know listeners, I mean? yeah, don't, don't don't try and no, take the title. The title is not, yeah, don't but a teeth any title because it's not yours to teeth. Let me just uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Joy, Joyce, what about yourself? Yeah, yes, yeah, so I'm working on book two of my children's story. Oh, um, where are they going this time? In it, where they're journeying to. Where are they going? They are going to be going to Ghana. That's oh. what I'm talking about. Come yeah, on, now. they're going to Ghana. But listen, hey. when I've gone into the schools, <laughs> when hey. I've gone into the schools and I'm talking to the kids, the places that they're sharing with me, I'm going to be really busy. I need some assistance. They want, they want the characters to go. Hawaii, nice. um, Mexico, Argentina, Japan, Lapland, Madagascar, Maldives, yeah. Mauritius, that came out. Nice. So I think I might need to do a little anthology with the children's version. Yeah, that sounds like a good them plan. doing something. Yeah, because mm. it's mm. um, yeah, great, cool. nice. And last but not least, Nairobi Thompson, have you got? Uh, a book in the wings. We have all leaping in, in the wings. <laughs> all leap. <laughs> they're, they're falling over themselves to come out of the wing and bust onto the stage. <laughs> I love that. So is, is that a yes then? <laughs> <laughs> we'll take that as a yes. yes. Have a children's book with the illustrations all done uh, based on a poem about um, um, conscious, call it, it's called Conscious Playtime. Uh, and I might have to connect with Joyce for, for a publisher. Really? I know. <laughs> uh, I have um, a book um, of collect- collection of poetry that I'm doing chronicling um, our, our what I'm calling four chapters um, chronicling um, African contributions. So who we were um, before the slave trade, the slave trade itself, 
the legacies of slave trade is the third chapter. And then the fourth chapter is, is just our unapologetic resurgence. And that's a collection is called Unvarnished Truths. Wow. Um, I've got a Windrush Poetry Collection that uh, is, is almost finished now. Um, and yes, I've got a novel in me, I'm sure. I'm doing some academic writing as well. So for somebody who didn't do anything relatively, you know, um, creative, to now my head is just exploding. Uh, and, and it's an exciting time for me. Even well, look, keep, keep us in the Get your imposter in the butt. Love it. <laughs> love it. In love it. Love in it. Kick, kick <laughs> Listen, long you, time. Long please, time. Please do keep us up to speed with what's happening so we can let listeners know that it's out there because they're all going to be anticipating yeah. um, the, you know details of this now look before we before we close um, two things two things two things Lawless, given your wonderful cards we i wondered whether you could just choose a card now as part we have a segment called mummy used to say so no, it, it, but it doesn't go like that. How does it go? Mama used to it say. It goes, Mama, Mama used to say. Take your time, time young man. So in honour of that, <laughs> pay royalties I wondered. When you do that. Sorry? Sorry? You have to pay royalties when you do that. No. No, because no. it's less than the amount of the, the, the time it needs to be, in it. We, we know oh, what listen, we're doing, you know. Me and Queen also, Junior Come Gibson, are, all right. Junior yeah, Gibson, yeah, 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 yeah. So easy, easy, easy. So oh, Lola, the, the lawyer in me has to check. I just have to check. Uh-uh. Easy. We right. wonder whether you could choose one of those lovely cards at random and just read one out uh, and, and just give us a, a brief explanation. If you don't have good visa, not say bad. Say that again. If you don't have good visa, not say bad. And for those, words, yes, translation. If you don't have good visa, not say bad. Meaning that if you don't have good intention to talk about someone, don't say anything. Keep your thoughts to yourself. Mm. And if you can't contribute positively to our conversation, then don't do it. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Thank you. Sage advice for anyone. Amen. That is great advice. And how are we going to close it, Duchess? You tell me. Over to you. So we're going to close it with one of our panelists are going to give us the benefit of who they are. So Nairobi has agreed to give us a poem come on wow come on well so yeah, over well, to you it's in keeping really with 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 the theme uh, yeah and uh it, it was inspired by my mother and some of the things that she would she would tell us about the um inequalities that she experienced when she came to britain in 61 uh, and how you know that, that she just wasn't treated very well and the contrast, she was always talking about the contrast. Uh, and that inspired me to write a poem about contrasts entitled Puss and Dog. Don't have the same luck. They don't have the same luck. Over to you, over to you, over to you, Nairobi. Puss and Dog. Puss and Dog. Under a leafy banana tree, Puss and Dog lie down a dream and fantasize about a better life in England green. All on account that bred a rat did stow away and come back to tell tall tales about life across the waves. Bred a rat said, 
things is different, dear. For puss and dog live like king and queen. I saw things you wouldn't believe. Nobody fling stone after puss and dog in England. Over here, people no respect you. Remember puss? When you're nearly dead sick of the fish bone, them fling give you. <laughs> Puss said. <laughs> me remember that. I know me have to take time eat. Well, said Brother Rat. Over there, them no business with scraps. Them buy food, give you all kind of garment delight in your own bowl with the picture on it. <laughs> Over here. You have to jump in a river to get clean. Over there, them beard you and brush your teeth and buy special treat to keep teeth clean. <laughs> Over here, if you get too close to the master, them throw old pattern shoes after you. Over there, even if you don't have no pedigree, them let you sit on the table and heat off them plate. <laughs> As brother rat talk, more puss and dog gather to hear this incredible tear. Over there, some puss and dog get to wear fancy clothes and go to shows. Some of them got jobs and work for the police and get <laughs> fisting for all kind of drugs and weed. <laughs> and sometimes when the owner gone for holiday, Puss and dog get to stay in their own hotel with a pool and their own bedroom. Stop telling lie, Brother Rat, said Puss. Are the truth me I tell you, said Brother Rat. Over here, when you go out a road, nobody miss you. Over there, every minute they might call, here kitty kitty. <laughs> Over here. Worm will nyam you and lice will bald you. But over there, them will sell them house for pay a pet bill and even leave you in them well. So, said dog, if things so sweet over there, why you better come back? Well, said Brother Rat. Things is sweet to puss and dog, but over there, them love the poison way. And they trap the rat. Me lose enough of my brethren sick and the hatred them have to win. As soon as I hear that rat and puss have equal status, me gone straight back to England. Hmm? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> the incredible right. talented uh nairobi thompson that was wonderful uh, brilliant fantastic absolutely yeah. fantastic thank brilliant. you so much so, for so sharing with you. yes my darling on amazon can we get your book on amazon or uh, so the, the windrush the windrush that that's part of the windrush series that's okay. that's in the wings okay uh, so Don't we'll, worry, we'll keep you. In, we'll keep you informed. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's in the wings. It's coming. Well, that that's it, Duchess. We're done. Isn't yes. it? And what? Can I just say, what a fabulous 
session, podcast. This has yeah. been, hasn't it, ladies? Super. Thank you to Claudia, Nairobi, Lawlet, Joyce, and our queen for the day. Mobile. Come on now. Thank you, everyone. If you've enjoyed the podcast, do let us know via tweet at Coco Sisters, or you can drop us an email, cocosisters at gmail.com. But until then, look after yourself, take care, and remember it's a sister It's a sister ting. Bye-bye. Coco Sisters. It's a sister's thing.